Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well. Thank you very much. Let me tell you something. I joined the gym. Congratulations. I did too. Oh, look at that. So, gonna, so, so who are you telling? Yeah. <laughs> I want everybody to know that when I look real brolic next week. Uh-huh. In next the photo, week. Yeah. That, that's why? Uh-huh. Hey, I just want to pull the curtain back for a second. Guys, mm-hmm. we don't record these episodes on a weekly basis. So last week's picture happened, I think, before last week. Yeah. Or this week's picture happened before last week. I don't know. But, but oh, wait, but next week's picture is going to be in, taken in two days. Next week's picture, you will be, you will be huge. So, so I'm look out have, for next week's picture. Yeah, I have two days to get huge, to get swole. This week's picture. Do I picture, even lift, bro? Now I do. This week's picture was taken at another time when you were not part of a gym. No, but next week, I'm going to have it's over. double the size of my arms. It's over. Jeff, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Why? Why did I join a gym? Because they didn't have an initiation fee until... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I want to take care of myself. No, I want no, to no, improve no. my life. I want to get structured to my day. Something like that? No. Okay. I saw that they had a discount and I was <laughs> like, you want to know what? Time to join this fucking gym. Everybody's on Instagram joining gyms. It's now my time. Well, you people usually do that after the beginning of the year. You waited. Yeah, this is a classic. By the way, I waited too. But you waited until. Th- this is a classic mid-year. That's right. Reassessments. Uh, yeah. Spring cleaning, if you will. It's summer, but summer, whatever. Yeah. I, is it summer? I guess college is over, so it's summer. I don't know. It's like a million degrees has outside. Has camp started yet? Colin has completely wrecked my sinuses. Yeah. How you doing? Pretty great. Oh. <laughs> I, I took a Claritin. Well, that does, I, I guess, change the landscape. So Claritin is the equinox of, <laughs> of sinus removal. So you're feeling better? I'm feeling great. Good. They're like steroids. Speaking of steroids, how's that for a segue? Great segue. I really enjoy the Lonely Island uh, uh, lemonade type visual poem, they call it. Yeah. That's on Netflix. Didn't it, didn't expect to like it so much. I'll say this. Because I haven't liked Lonely Island since the since the very, very beginning. That's not true. They, that's not true. As a whole? That's not true. What are you saying? I think You that, didn't like Dick in the Box? I love Dick in the Box. Was that at the very beginning? No. You're right. Yeah. It, <laughs> you're just saying things to say things. Did I you, like the lettuce Did thing. you really have a, a pollen issue, Jeff? Now I'm starting to wonder. Did you join a gym? <laughs> yeah. I, are you going to look brolic next week? <laughs> The Lonely well, Island. I'm definitely going to look brolic next week. The, the, the Lonely the Island. The pollen thing was obviously just for attention. The, lon- <laughs> the Lonely Island put out both an album and a visual component on Netflix, like you said, about mm-hmm. the Bash Brothers, Mark mm-hmm. McGuire and Jose Canseco. And, and it's so good. It's it, brilliant, to mm-hmm. be, you know, to be clear. It is so well written. It is so well produced. It is so well executed on every level. I am... I'm just blown away. It's it's fantastic. They yeah. did a great job because, you know, if you think about creatively, you want to tell stories that you know, right? Mm-hmm. And they grew up in the Bay around those Oakland A's championship teams. And, you know, these two steroid addled guys who, uh, you know, have the world at their fingertips, then lose it all. And that is a story, and they told it through a rap album and through yeah, but a base in 1988. It's, it's so, so good. funny, and a half an hour program that you can watch on Netflix. It's so good that we listen on it, it, Spotify. Well, it broke up your rotation of Ari Lennox mm-hmm. and the Baby. That was it. That's it. That was it. Yeah. Um, now that's in there. Oh, uh, Burner, Burner Boy. Boy. Yep. Um, there might be a few other things in there, but it's been it's been heavy. 
heavy, heavy in terms oh, Shensia. of Shensia. Shout out to, to all our friends at Interscope. Yeah. You know, it inspires us when when we think of of ways to present our content. You know, we have some TV stuff we're working on, some film stuff we're working on, some music stuff we're working on. Talk it, about it. And it's Talk always about it. And it's always it's always a, a sort of uh, mission of ours to do different things. A lot of people do compare us to the Lonely Island and have for years. You know, we're we're white Jewish guys who love hip hop and obsess over it and know the sort of how many of them are Jewish? Well, Andy definitely is. Uh, yeah, Andy Samberg, uh-huh. very Jewish. Yorma Tacconi, probably not. Unsure. Akiva Schaefer, definitely. Jewish. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I guess two I, out of three. Two out of three. We'll, yeah. We we'll got assume, two out of two. We'll assume. But yeah. so people people would compare us to them, and you know you want to sort of separate yourselves. You don't want to be seen as. Peter Rosenberg, you don't want to be seen as uh, Lil Dicky. You don't want to be, you know, you want to, you're your own thing, right? Yeah. You don't want to live in this lane that is just like someone else. And when you're on such a big platform like SNL, obviously that's the first thing that people think of. So for them to do something that is so them and so specific, it gives me more inspiration to do our stuff in our lane and and be so sure of it and present it in a new way. And I think they did a Tremendous job. Definitely shouts to them. For shouts that. to them. Big shouts to them. I do not think they listen to our podcast. Doesn't matter. Okay. Word will get to them. Yes. So uh, if you are out there, tell them that we liked it. I don't actually, think they know who we are. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be very honest here. Uh huh. I think I have Yorma's email because oh somebody yeah yeah like didn't BCC <laughs> yeah. all yes and it's like a thousand names yeah you get Pharrell's email yep. you get like you know Kanye Kanye's yeah. and 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 Yorma Tagoni's. So uh, maybe I'll email him. And I'll just be like, hey, big fan from afar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first time, long time. Killed it. Mm-hmm. And uh, listen to our podcast. I honestly hope you do. You want me to do that? Yeah, do it. Should I, is that like my, my homework assignment tonight? Yeah. But yeah. Oh, do it tonight. Tonight. <laughs> on Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> yeah. do, it, do it on the Sunday hey, Memorial man. Day. Hey, man. I've uh, been listening to your album. I got some notes. <laughs> yeah, it's 2 a.m. It's too great. <laughs> it's too awesome. 2 a.m. Sitting here doing laundry thinking <laughs> <Yeah>. of you. <laughs> So uh, that's that's gotten into the rotation. Uh, what else are we talking about? Getting ready to go to... Oh, we're going on vacation. We're going to Denver. Yeah. And we're going to LA. Uh-huh. It's funny. I mean, well, yes, LA's, it is LA's vaca- not vacation. Right. It's vacation and then into work. We're bringing our microphones, so we'll still be recording intros and outros. But this week, we're recording three new podcast episodes. In and, our home. And uh, Jeff will get progressively more Hulk-like, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. One by one. Every day. Every day. Jeff's just gonna, out here flipping tires. The, the proof is in the pictures. Just like Jeff has joined a gym. Punching holes through walls. By the way, I've joined a gym too, and they ask you. It's same, the same, same gym. gym. Same gym. Yeah. But they ask you on the app, they say, what three things do you... It's like joining Netflix. It's like, what yeah. do you want to watch? What do you want to achieve at this gym? And it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, you know, like one of them was meditation. I was like, I guess, but yeah. I don't I don't know that I want to do that. But maybe what if I don't select that? Then you then know, you can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. Then you have to be like a roided out freak. Maybe I'll become anger issues. more meditative <laughs> in every picture mm-hmm. from now on. Yeah, you're going to just be super chill doing vinyasa poses. Yes. You know what else? I just realized, Jeff, mm-hmm. you didn't need to join a gym. You could just Photoshop yourself. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Fuck. Lots of very expensive mistake. Lots of good, (laughs) lots of good content on the way. Um, Shout out to everybody who's been letting us know that we've been on a good run. I agree. Jeff agrees, and uh, 
Lots more on the way. Some exciting, exciting guests in the weeks to come. But today on the podcast... Today, we are very excited to have Moneybag Yo. Moneybag Yo, whose album Forever Heartless is at the top of the iTunes charts right now. Go listen to that. He says that it's a return to form to his real street records. He felt he went a little pop with the J. Cole thing, although we get into that and talk about how he tried to bring J. Cole into his world. And by the way, I think we would agree it is very successful. Yes. And he talks about his entire journey from growing up in South Memphis to dropping out of high school to finding rap. Well, but as he, he drops out in the 12th grade. He, he, he does. But he finds rap to be not something that he's interested in necessarily artistically and as a, as a career, but something that would get him out of the circumstances that he was born into. We talk about how he brought the South and North together when he signed with Yogati, why he signed with Yogati. And he breaks news on this podcast about his new management situation and it's a big one and shout out to Moneybag Yo for coming through Jeff when do you want to get into this right now yo what up it's Eric aka AP Bio aka Watch and Learn yo what up it's Jeff aka Flippin' O's aka Vanna White yo what it is it's Kid Moneybag Yo locked in play over Harley yeah this is your third favorite podcast to waste time with it's the real what's happening we spent Far too long trying to figure out what to call you. We were like, can we call him Bag? Can we call him Yo? Can we call I like him Bag? Yeah. Call him so right. Bag it is. Yeah. We actually met you probably a year ago at Sweet Chick. There was like a oh, little, yeah, yeah. A little celebration. And was, we were yeah. Sitting, yeah, I remember your Facebook. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we were sitting there and uh, you were were newly signed to Interscope. Exactly. And they were very excited about, about what you had in the works. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if you had the J. Cole verse at that time. No, I didn't. But... Look at like the year since then. Has just, has that been a roller coaster? Yeah, it's been a real roller coaster. It's just God. It's God work. Like everything. Like I was just at the right place at the right time. Well, how so? It. I was at the studio. I was in L.A. and uh, he was on tour. But he he told me he ain't even supposed to be like in the, at the studio at that time. So I come out the room. I bump into him. When I bump into him. He was just running to me like, hey, I'm actually a fan of you. I was like, for real? Of course I'm a fan of you. So, boom, I was like, I'm working on my first major album. When you get time, you know what I'm saying, come in the studio, holler at me. So I went in the studio. It was like three, four minutes. He come right behind me, and he like pulled something up. So I was like, man, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So I pulled something up. I pulled something up like just in his lane, his mm-hmm. type of vibe. And he was like, nah, I want to come in your world. Like, you know what I'm saying, bring me over there with you. So what'd you do? I, pro- I pulled up. Like, yeah. you, know, you know what I pulled up? The trap. What well, did you have your verse already done for that? Yeah, I had I actually had the chorus done mm-hmm. already. The chorus was done. And then he did his verse. And then he did the uh, his verse and then You it, followed. He actually he was trying to do like a sixteen or twelve, but I was like and he was like, Man, I'll come back and do it. I said, Nah, I gotta go and get that eight. Let me go and get he wrapped the eight to me. Yeah. I like, nah, let me go and get that little eight right there. I'll take that. You know what I'm saying? So and I did the eight too, so And then what'd you do when you wanted to like tell the label about it? You just uh, played it for them, or were you just like, yo, you'll never believe who was yeah, in the studio? Like I had went up with the pitch. I had took a picture with him, like, before he got out of there. I took a picture, and I went up with the picture, and everybody was just like, it just went crazy. That's so dope. They were like, oh, did y'all get it in? I'm like, yeah, we got it in. Yeah. Sure. Had anybody ever, in, like, your Instagram comments, I know that you like to see, like, who um, people are suggesting and maybe, like, take suggestions from, like, the internet. Exactly. Had anybody ever been like, you should get with J. Cole? No, they didn't even expect it. Yes. They didn't expect, expect it when I did So do you like that more, like, the surprise of it? I like the surprise. I like <laughs> yeah. the surprise. I'm like, yeah, I ain't expecting this one here. Yeah. 
Can you talk about the difference between North Memphis, South Memphis, East Memphis? Like, what what is it about each region that sets it apart? I'm going to sum it up fast. Yeah. North and South Memphis, that's the treacherous. East Memphis, they nice. You know what I'm saying? But it's cool. They It's like everybody from North, the everybody from the North and South, they starting to move out to the East right now because they're where the good homes at. It's like the suburbs and everything is out that way. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Now you got killers and you got tough guys all across the – all across the city right now. Everybody got a gun. <laughs> so what's the yeah, what's the temperature out there? Hot. Yeah. It's hot, man. Do you feel like what you're writing about now still represents Memphis currently? Once God got his hand on you and you and he like this is what you finna do, you talented, you rap, this is what you finna do in life. I I don't care how how much like you evolve and you go to a whole nother space, you can always close your eyes and be like Place yourself back where you was. Once you really live like that, you can go put yourself back there instead of somebody else writing it for you or doing what you do. You can just close your eyes and be like, all right, boom, I remember this day I was living like this. Let me make this out of a song right mm-hmm. quick. Boom, simple as that. And yours and Gotti's relationship now, obviously, like, you're working together, um, but you're from different parts of the city. Do you feel like you guys coming together has, like, helped move things in a more... Exactly. Positive right. direction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, a, it's real positive at this point. Ain't just no North and South beef going on like that no more. Just, nah. What's growing up in South Memphis like? Hard. It's, it's, it's a real struggle. You, um, you're going to go through a lot of pain most definitely, but you got to have a ton of vision coming from that place. You got to stay focused because they're going to try to knock you off, especially when, when they know you're on, the right, you on the right track and you got something going and, you know what I'm saying, your dreams are a little bit bigger than theirs, they're going to try to knock you off. You know what really? Saying? So you got to stay focused. Yeah. You, you got to know how to move and, and know how to put yourself up. Well, you, when's the first time you, like, recognized that? Uh, First time I recognized that, mm, so, like, really, like, with rapping and everything, like, I really didn't even have no passion for rap at first. I was just rapping. I had started rapping to, like, make money and get out the struggle. And I was just playing the back seat to a lot of people. I was in a group at one time. And, uh... And I was just looking at them, and they had started getting like 2,500s, 3,000s off shows. I was like, hold up, I probably can do this too. Let me try it. You know what I'm saying? So I made my first song. It was called like We Got Bum Money or something, something crazy like that. And then I just kept pushing. And then I dropped this song called I Need a Plug. When I dropped it, it took over Memphis. It took over the trash states. And we and we here. But you were still living where you were living. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I had been like, I was already moving around the city. I was, I wasn't just in my hood. Like, yeah. that. I, you know what I'm saying? I'd go to the hood, post up and do my thing. But at the same time, I was moving around the whole city. So who were the older people who like had some sort of influence on you who like may have kept you on a straighter path? It's a, it was a couple OGs, you know what I'm saying? Like a couple OGs kept me focused. Do you have you know any older, older siblings? No. I really ain't no like fair family oriented person. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's that's bad or not, but I really ain't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just same here, like by the, the way. Street. I don't fuck. I don't fuck with my brother. <laughs> like the streets kind of really took me in, and then my homeboys they were like they became blood brothers to me. You know what I'm saying? And you know, and and the streets really became my father and everything. So it's just that's how I really looked at it. The whole situation. So if you go back to like middle school or high school, and you had bigger dreams, and it wasn't necessarily music driven, where did you see yourself going? Uh, I don't know. I don't know where I'd be. I don't know. I Did anywhere. you ever think that you would just be stuck in South Memphis? No, I, because I, I, I had dreams like I was going to be something, but I didn't know what it was, though. And then when I started doing music and I got the passion, I just really like, I love music. Then my life became music. And everything I say 
and I mean everything I go through and everything I see it became a song like I was like yeah I'm finna this is what I'm finna do and I'm really finna be that I'm finna be that I'm finna let them know who it is so what did you know about recording at that point uh nothing I just knew like I was trying to develop my sound at that time. I had like, if you go back, I'm talking about if you go on YouTube and you look at, a, I mean, listen to a whole lot of, of my old stuff, you're going to see how the sound just elevated and I found myself, I finally got it. Who did you sound like? Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say I sound like nobody. Maybe. You weren't trying to like, sound like. They used like... to say I sounded like people that was, that was because I told you I was playing the backseat of this group I was yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And they used to say, uh, say I sound like people that was in a group, but of course you're going to do that once you this all year round. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. all you seeing and hearing. So I had to just break that. Were you looking for like beats on YouTube or anything? Or? Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. Sound click. Yeah. Sound click. Yeah. yeah. SoundCloud, all that. And then where was the studio that you would record at? In the living room. It was in, uh, in, a, it was in Westwood. In the living room, and did you have like, did you go to like to the bathroom as a booth or something like that, or a closet or just no, a we corner or something like corner? that? Yeah, like in a little corner, but for the most part, it was just open space, like like this right here, like it was just open. Who gave you encouragement early that sort of like you know was like you know what, maybe this is something that's bigger than I thought. Um, who gave me that encouragement? I say Larry Live, Larry Live Nine on One. You know what I'm saying? He started off as my DJ at one point, and then. You know what I'm saying? His brother, his brother DJ also, you know what I'm saying? Then he had took over, uh, he got a, he got really promoted to a bigger situation and then let his brother do the DJ thing. You know what I'm saying? But he always motivated me and told me like, my hometown, I know you finna do this. I know this finna happen to you. And he really the reason for my whole career. I really owe him my life, to Whoa. be honest with you. Wow. I really owe him my life, you know what I'm saying? But we're going to work it out. I heard you were in a group with Black Youngster. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. Me and Black Youngster in a group, it was like, it was like four or five of us. Was that the group that you were talking about or no? No, that was a, that's, that's the second setup. That's like when stuff started, when I really got to find myself, I had started being in East Memphis a lot. And then me and Youngster, we, we teamed up and there was a couple more people. And then, yeah, we did that. It was a group called uh, MGU. What did that stand for? Uh, Memphis Great and Unrated. Mm. Underrated. Yeah. MGU yeah. sounds like a bank. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were making money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> When you no, we weren't making no money. No, at that okay. Time. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna do that. Did you guys like play out? Like, would you guys like do shows? Yeah, we did. Like, we tried it, but you like that's why I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with like groups. And the reason why I say that is because it's too many egos. Mm. It's too you got too many people you dealing with. Like, especially when you know your vision right here, then you got to deal with this. You don't show up to this video shoot at this time. You got this attitude because it is. You got personal problems. With your family, your baby mamas, or whoever you're dealing with, but I'm focused. You yeah. Know what I'm so how I'm, you know what I'm saying? How opposed to keep the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think you just summed up the Wu Tang documentary, by the way. So. <laughs> it's crazy. When you're first performing, like, are there crowds for you, or is this just sort of like an open mic situation? So you're saying like my first show? Yeah. Yeah. My first show. Um, my first show actually shocked me. I was uh, I did the um, got it, yo, got it birthday bash. You were and invited it was to like do that? Five thousand people in the in the crowd. This oh, is my first show, though. You gotta understand. Yeah. It's a hell of a way to start. Man, I come out the giant. I come down the little um the little steps. Everybody going crazy. I'm talking about the whole the whole what what, 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 what Mud Island it was at the Mud Island. The whole arena going crazy. It was like five thousand people. Real talk, lights up and everything. Were so you I nervous? Just knew it was something special at that point. Like, were you nervous? I was nervous, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But you got was, through I it. I was fresh. I was fine. I was saucing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How many songs did you do? I did like uh I did probably about five, six songs. And when you, he had a lot of people on the on the um on the lineup, it was like Ross, Meek, Nick. It was a lot of people. And you. <laughs> yeah. Me. 
Yeah. Crazy. You don't stay here, but when you leave that stage where you're just like, holy shit, I need to do this again. Yeah. I already had, I, it gave me like that thrill, like that adrenaline. I was like, I got to do this. And that would really got my mind open to like touring. I want to venture into that touring. Because it's like when the the club's cool, like what you doing clubs, but it's it's almost like they too gangster. Like they come in there and then you like, like my, like females is my biggest fan base. Mm-hmm. So the females going to be in the building, but, but the niggas, they just going to come. Because ah, oh, it's gonna be a whole lot of females in the building. We finna go do that. Boom, boom. We we rock with you, but we are gonna be in there. We are gonna be like this. We are gonna just vibe. We are gonna sip our drink and we are gonna just smoke our little weed on some cool stuff. But I want the energy when mm-hmm. I'm in the building. You know what I'm saying? So I, I that's why I I'd rather pick venues and touring over vice versa the club. You know what I'm saying? Did MGU like break up? Break up or was it like everybody yeah, we grew broke apart? Up cause, like I said, it was too many. Yeah, but like, but what was that conversation like? It was an argument in the studio. Ended right there. Wow. And you, you, walk, you walked out and that was it? It was two, three of us who walked out. Do you find that like you don't want to deal with people who aren't like running as fast as you are? Yeah. Like this why this this the um that's the most biggest part why I used to hate like doing features. Like if you go listen to a lot of my old tapes, I don't have features on them. I just started just getting into there because like you said, the fans be coming and tweeting and seeing, and, and they want to see me do that. Yeah. And uh, and I be thinking it's a, a good business move at the same time to collect other people's fans and do all that type of stuff too. But uh, yep, I really didn't even like doing features at first. So when it came to you putting your own music out, were you going through like SoundCloud? Were you putting it like through YouTube, actual? YouTube, yep. I was shooting a lot of content, like the video. I, I've always been creative with my situation. Like and anything that I see, like it'd be like movies playing in my head. Like if you could see what I see, like you'd be like, oh, never mind. He's a good thing. Like, I'm, I, th- I could think good. Yeah. Well, how did you get your creativity like out there before you were doing music? Like uh, as a kid, did you draw? I, did yeah, you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like you, hey, you a psych? <laughs> you, know you know something. You don't know what's going on in my head. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. you a psych? The movies. Well, for real yeah. though, like I used to draw. I got a little. I'm a little rusty right now, but I used to be good. I used to be good at drawing. Like, like when I was doing in school. like what, like graffiti or like figures no, like, or really, like like people. Like yeah. us. I drew a whole portrait of my family once. I think my mama framed. it. Wow. She got it still right to this day. Well, did, so did school mean like something to you? Were you like, were you like an art class can like elevate me to some other level? I mean, no, I didn't take no art class, and I just naturally was like like to draw, because mm. uh, I didn't really pay attention in class that much. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> same. I didn't really yeah. pay yeah. attention in class that much, so I just occupied myself. But at the same time, like, um, I used to um, play basketball for a short uh, point of time. Football. I tried everything. I really tried a lot of stuff. What was your team mascot? My team, a tiger. It was the uh, Mitchell Tigers mm. That's a and good the White one. Haven Tigers. Mm. I dropped out of both. It's crazy because I got all the way to the twelfth grade and 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 stopped going to school. You waited until you were a senior to drop yeah, out. What? But this, you got to understand though. You, it sounds crazy. It it, 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 sounds, it, it does so sound crazy. crazy. Yeah. It <laughs> sounds crazy, but you got to understand. Like it was almost so close. We were getting our last report cards, and I realized I was feeling. And I wasn't finna go back to school. Like, I'm not finna Oh, it would have been like a whole other year. Yeah, I'm not finna yeah. do that. Yeah. I'm not finna do that. Did you have and then a- I would have my little girl at the time. I was like, no, sir. I'm not yeah. finna do this. Yeah. Did you have like a regular job at the time? Like, No, I had no... I was in the street. Yeah, like, yeah, We just yeah. moved around in the street. I run around with my niggas and doing it. But you did start working at Church's Chicken at some point. Yeah, yeah. How you know that? Because he's a psychic. I yeah, didn't yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I did. I worked at Church's Chicken for like one day. You know one day? I, I couldn't take it. I couldn't take then it. Then you tried to get fired. Yeah. Or did you, quit. Oh, you quit? You quit? I, I yeah. just quit. I just yeah. quit. I was like, it wasn't for me smelling that chicken like that. I, and I threw up all it. Have you been back? No. Wow. 
Have you been back to your high school since you've gotten to be this yeah. level of fam? Yeah, I perform for the kids. And they all, I'm glad you brought that up. They're trying to give me an honorary or diploma. I told you I didn't get it. Yeah. So I told my mom, I'm going to just go back and get it and give it to her. That's dope. They're trying to give me the diploma. Which high school, though? Both Mitchell, of them? Mitchell, the first one. The, ri- were the Tigers, on. yeah. yeah. Well, um, both of them was Tigers. Oh. <laughs> but uh, the Whitehaven Tigers, this like in the middle between like going towards East Memphis and South Memphis. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's, it's a crossover. It's a street that you cross over and you, and you in Whitehaven. From South Memphis. Yeah. But in South Memphis was the Mitchell. Mitchell High School. Yeah. And there's walking home. That's the school I really went to. Like, really. I'm talking about from 7th grade to, you know what I'm saying? Middle of 12th grade. grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When you really get into music and you're like, all right, I get recording. Yeah. And I get, like, my overall vision and putting content out there. And I get the idea of, like, playing bigger venues. How do you turn that into a reality? Like, cause you're just you at that point, right? Or do yeah. you have like local representation? It's all about the hustle. It's all about the hustle. Uh, but isn't that easier said than done? It's easier said than done. But you gotta like. I feel like it's. I ain't gonna lie. It ain't just easy. If we try to make it seem, but you gotta just stay pushing. You gotta stay motivated. Yeah. You gotta stay working. Like. Well, were there naysayers? Stay dry. Yeah. 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 Like. Did you did you want to go the traditional route and get your shit played on like the radio? Yeah, but then it just organically happened. Yeah. What yeah. was your first time hearing yourself on the radio like? It was crazy. It was the I need a plug song. I was like, oh, it's on now. And where were you? Were you I like was in, in the car? I was riding in the car. And then like it's so crazy. Like, I don't even talk about this a lot. I had um, I was in a trap. I had a, like a trap, like a little cell phone, like the little flip junk. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I think I was in North Memphis. Matter of fact, boom. I'm in the apartments or whatever. Akon called the phone. Akon called the trap phone. Akon, Akon. Akon, Akon. Were you like, how'd you get this number? No, nah, I ain't asking about it. I just was like, at the end of the day, I found out how he got the number. Uh. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, hey, man, I'm a fan of the music. I need the plug. I see the shirts. I see the whole movement. I want to fly you out to Cali when you can come out. I said, man, I'm ready now. You know what I'm saying? So, boom, he was like, all right, we're going to book the ticket. I was out there the next day. So, so wait, otherwise it would have been like your connect calling you, but this was Akon calling you and he A-connect. offered you. Yeah. yeah. And he, that would have been a connect, probably would have been clientele or something. Okay. But it was, at this point, it was Akon. Yeah. That's crazy. So, the last person you expected and. No, last person, I, most definitely. I had record. I, I don't know. I think somebody still got the video. I t- they they recorded me when I was on the phone with them. That's wild. Did what? you sit like. Middle seat, or like you know, did you <laughs> no, get was, to pick your seat? Did you did you fly you first class? Like, how did he fly you out? No, I just I was in a regular coast joint. You Have you ever been to California before? No, that was my first time. Shout out to Acon for that. Yeah, first seriously. Experience. Who flew out with you? Anybody? Nobody. Just it was you? just you. Yeah, just me. Whoa, that's a lot of trust. Like you know, it. like I'm gonna get to it. Yeah, man, I got my faith in God. Let's go. Yeah, you land in L. A. Yeah, land in L. A. Get to his mansion, the all white mansion, the big boy joint. You know what I'm saying? Walk around the joint. Hop in the water, the pool, you know what I'm saying? Just vibe and eat, you know? And then... Uh, he was there, it. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. He was like, take the crib, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, we just got to chopping it up. Then we ended up in the studio and, you know... Just record right there. Yeah, he gave me, like, good words of encouragement, too. Like, keep, did you, keep pushing, keep stay focused. Well, did you expect to sign to him at that point? I, I was expecting... You know, like, when, when your first opportunity on the table like that, you're going to always, like, man, oh, I need to go on. I want to do this, I want to do that, but... Like, for the upcoming artists and rappers that's out there right now, like, you can't jump on the first thing, like, just come to you like that. Right. Yeah. So what did he expect you, like, what was it for? 
Uh, it was it was, it was to rock with me. It was to lock me in, but I mean, it didn't work out. Yeah. yeah. So you flew back out. to Memphis. Yeah, I flew back to Memphis. And were you back to like? It's like when I flew back to Memphis because I posted pictures, oh. I posted videos out there. Everybody thinks it's like everybody yeah. was like, I had the juice when I got back. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had the, I most definitely had the juice when I got back because <laughs> they thought something was going on. Well, so how do you then top like you know where your career was at that point? Uh, I just knew things were finna get serious because if he were interested in me, ain't no telling who else. Yeah. But they just didn't know how to get in contact with me. By the way, how gutsy was that, like, to turn him down and to know that, like, you know, there was a brighter future ahead? To be honest, I didn't want to turn him down. It just, it didn't work out. It just wasn't what I, you know, so I just knew better. Yeah. Yeah. I just always knew better and I just didn't want that. So you got back to work? Yeah, I got back to work. Are you still working with the same, like, set of producers? Are you still working with the same, Yeah, I got, like, uh, um... Actually, I just signed this um, 15-year-old producer out of Cleveland, Ohio. His name is Drum God. He made like nine or 14 of these songs on Forever Hardless. Super hard. So that's now. Yeah, that's now. Jo- he made yeah. the joint with um, J. Cole. He made In Her Voice on Reset. He made the joint um, with um, YG. It's, it, he, he done a lot of work a with me. A 15-year-old? Yeah, 15. How did you guys he connect? He'd probably be like 16 right in a minute. Well, yeah, he's 15. How I oh, just turned 16. 16. How'd you guys get in 17 now? No, he 16, just turned 16. 16. Oh, okay, got it. I was like, time is moving very quickly <laughs> yeah, for this yeah. kid. Yeah. How'd you guys get in touch in the first place? Uh, I actually was going through my emails. It's crazy. Like, I was going through my emails, and I rarely do that. Like, so I was just going through my emails one day, bored in the studio, and I clicked on his name. I like drum guy. I said, oh, let me let me see what he got going. And I clicked on it, and boom, I was like, oh, yeah, he got it. And I recorded on one of his jumps, and then I had hit him. I told my engineer to reach out to him, and boom, it was locked in ever since. So who were you working with when you came back from California, though, back then? Like, who were some of the local guys that you were rocking with? Just, like, some of the um, the individuals that was in the group I was telling you about, mm-hmm. like, some of them. But other than that, they weren't really nobody. I really won't record with nobody famous. How did you meet Black Youngster in the first place? Um, I met Black Youngster. I, I forget how I met Black Youngster. I think dealing with the dealing with the first group, with the first group I met Black Youngster. And then after that, we just got to knowing each other, constantly seeing each other. And then, boom, after we did that, we ended up being, becoming the group. We, get, we had to establish the group together. What's the funniest thing you've seen him do over the years? The little dance. He had the, <laughs> uh, he had the dance called The Heavy. That was his first. <laughs> if you go on YouTube, go look it up, go on YouTube, look it up. That was one of his first little dances. The heavy. That's the funniest joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you were recording back then, how easy was it to convey like your vision to everybody that you were working with? Nobody didn't see my vision. Like, first of all, with the guy situation, he from the north, I'm from the south, don't get along. You know what I'm saying? Totally traditionally, yeah. Yeah, traditionally, don't get along. Totally, two different areas is treacherous. But at the same time, I just saw a bigger vision. They didn't never see that. That like my whole side turned against me for that, but I had to understand like it is what it is. Because you were messing about with somebody. About my career, about my career, and what I see, I'm going to war about this. So it is what it is. I ain't finna fold. You can't, you can't bend. You can't fold nothing that don't bend. I stand on this. So it's just like that's how I always felt. Mm. Yeah. Even before you signed to him or had any discussion, did you think about like maybe I would collaborate to sort of like get the ball rolling? Nah, actually, got it. Did like, got it. Did like. Three songs, what, three or four songs with me before I even done the deal with him. Flew me out to Vegas, 
Man, did like three, four songs before I even did the deal. He didn't even probably think I was going to do the deal, probably. Were you suspicious at all because of that, like, North versus South thing? Yeah, I, I questioned myself, and then people were like, man, don't do it, don't do it. I'm like, what y'all telling me don't do it for? How y'all know it? this, how he, he ain't this, he ain't that? All right, let me try it out. Let me see if it works, because at the end of the day, I, I do understand I'm a firm believer of you control your destiny. Like, you do, you control where you want to go, like, where you going in life. Can't nobody stop that. You know what I'm saying? What God got planned for you is going to happen for you. Yeah. So that's why I, 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 stay, I stand on and I ain't let none of their decisions affect me like however they felt. I want you know, I with Today's episode of A Waste Time With It's The Real is sponsored by Let Me Hear A Rhyme, the new book from award-winning author Tiffany D. Jackson. Jeff, it is the story of three teens, Brooklyn 1998, who plot to turn their murdered friend into a major rap star by pretending still alive if you think of a weekend at bernie's mixed with dmx and method man and jay-z that is what we're telling you about right here well i'm in you are not going to put this book down it is perfect for the summer if you're out at the beach if you're inside with air conditioning if you are on a train traveling somewhere in europe right now this is the book that you need. It combines vibrant storytelling and captivating twists. It is this summer's can't miss read. Jeff, read a portion of that book right now. What are invertebrates? She shouts and looks at me hard. That's all you need. Animals without a backbone. <laughs> That's all you need to hear right there. Tiffany D. Jackson is a funny and authentic and original author. I loved reading this book. Jeff loves reading this book right now, so he's gonna give you another bit. Just out of context. Quady, mom shouts, I'm home, got some KFC. Now, see, Jeff doesn't do it justice. Oh, you want me to do voices? Because Jeff does great accents. So do a Brooklyn 1998 accent, if you would. Mm. I shouldn't say shorties. I'm talking real women, like my sister's age. Brown skin, dark skin, light skin, Puerto Ricans, whites, all fine as hell. The fellas look fly too. Versace shades, Gucci belts, gold chains and rings, buying bottles at the bar. Listen, if you love Brooklyn, if you love 90s hip hop. Wait, did that feel like If you, were, you love Jeff's accent. Did that feel like you were there in 1998? This is not Brooklyn? just a stunning novel, but it also features original lyrics written by artist Malik 16. Shout out to Tiffany D. Jackson. Rel has on his coochie sweater. Shout out to Malik 16. jeans and gaiters. And shout Shout out to Epic Reads. Let me hear a rhyme available right now, wherever books and audiobooks are sold. And now back to the podcast. Akon flew you out. Gotti flew you out. And he tried to sign me like it was like three times. He tried to sign I, <laughs> like the third or fourth time I went on. Like, come on, we're we gonna go and do it. Wow. But he, he was reaching out. He reached out like one, one, one two, three, well, four times. Right? Wow. Like real talk. He kept coming back. Did you ever think maybe you would just like go it on your own? No, I, you know, to be honest, the reason why I ain't think that is because, like, even if it's an independent, somebody independent in the streets investing in you or whatever it is, like, what that was my situation currently was, endless, endless entertainment, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Head, uh, Zebo, you know, Zach Randolph yep. played, yep. For the, played for the Grizzly, played for Sacramento at this yep. point. And the it Knicks, like, let's not forget. The, yeah, he yeah, played yeah, the Knicks yeah, and yeah. Blazers. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. We, It's a whole lot. <laughs> we can keep going. But Michigan State, yeah. yeah, it, yeah exactly. Yeah. But it's just like you're going to need some kind of bag behind you because when I first came in, I was thinking, like, I was people telling me, bro, you don't need number like twenty to 40000 to get here or do that. No, sir. Mm. That's, not, that's not true. You're going to need a real large bag. To take care of your business. Yo, you must like see that now, obviously, like having like I see that yeah. now. <laughs> and people like and people that they be one your position, just say like people that be around you 
and they want to and they want to be where you at and and they want their spotlight they don't understand they don't be understanding that it take a lot you know it take a lot for this to happen so i just i my words to them i be telling them like man just let me get to a certain position so like a drake status to where they can't do nothing but listen to y'all they gonna i'm gonna force them on y'all they you ain't got no other choice but to listen to y'all mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so they get it now though um you're not somebody who is currently in a group obviously you have done uh, mixtapes and projects with like full projects with like NBA Youngboy or like other artists. Yeah. Do you enjoy that process? It was a cool process. Um, it didn't last long, but it was a cool process. We we stayed focused and kept moving. And you haven't had a lot of features like in a lot of your earlier stuff. Yeah. It was just you. Yeah. Do you find that when you're working with other people that it sparks something fresh? Or are you just like, you could do an album just by yourself and feel great about that? I feel that? like that. I really feel like that. I just need, You have a lot to say. I need, Yeah, I had a lot to say. And uh, I just need the right beats. I need the right, the right beats, the right vibe. Uh, yeah, you know, so I like being in the studio by myself too. That's a session with money bag. Yo, I just really like being locked in by myself where my mind can just reach and stretch and go everywhere. Do you find that like you know a lot of people like the atmosphere? Like they're like, oh, if I invite like all these friends and all these girls and all this like vibe there, it'll yeah. change some something. People, some people record. I've been in the studio with Future and Thug. They like recording like with a hundred females in the studio. It's a vibe. Yeah. They like that. You and know they can get an instant reaction in too, right? Yeah, it's a vibe. it's a reaction. They like recording like this. So but it's this like all of us special in our own kind of way. And we got our ways of recording and doing our own thing and making the music. Yeah. yeah. Do you watch anything in the studio? What you mean, watch? What? Like I we've been in the studio, people will watch like movies with the sound off or they'll watch like ESPN or ESP like basketball, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ESPN just be playing, yeah. Do you record back at home or do you like you're like, nah, I'm gonna decamp in like LA or Atlanta or somewhere and just like work out there? Yeah, I love like it all depends on what kind of vibe I got. I just put a studio on my house, so it's just Congratulations. Like, yeah. Yeah. That. It's just like um like, if I want that feel, if I'm trying to go make some songs, like, strictly for the streets, like what I just did on Forever Harless, it's like, I want to go back to Memphis. I want to go to Atlanta. I want to go see, I want to go mingle and mix around, the like, that part. But if I'm, like, with this album, I'm finna be in Vegas, Miami, L.A., Vibes. Mm-hmm. You want the vibes on it. You're trying to get you a real hit record with that, so. Well, when, uh, what sets your studio apart from everybody else's? Like, what did you want that was special for your studio? Uh, my whole studio thing red and black, like with the whole Harless, mm. the whole Harless series is red and black. Uh, it's big, spacious. It's just me and my engineer, we locked in. It's love. Do you record it like odd hours? Are you just like you're feeling it, and so you're just like, well, I got the studio in my house, I'll record it now. Actually, I used to do. I used to record like I go in the studio and be in there all night. I go from like daylight to sundown. But then I had started recording and working with Kevin Gates, and he was just like, "Look, I'm gonna give you a, I'm gonna give you a little strategy. Right? <laughs> I'm gonna give you a strategy. You can go in the studio. You get up in the morning. You pray. You can work out. You know what I'm saying? Once you get through working out, you go to the studio, get chopped, get groomed, whatever you're gonna do. Once you get in there, it's probably like four or five, right? At least if you make you you do this every day though. If you make two or three good songs a day, vice versa, being in the studio and tiring yourself out a whole day, then you can go home. You got time to leave the studio at 9, 10 o'clock, go play with your kids, enjoy it with your family, do other things. Like That's what Bun go, told us it's, too, yeah. It's a lot of other stuff, so it's just really like a discipline thing. Yeah. Like, it's like a real like 9 to 5 job, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Schedule so I, and- I started looking at it like that. I was like, yeah, I can do that. 
So ever since I linked up with him, I just really started been moving like that. What else has Kevin Gates um, taught you about just the way that he like carries himself and lives his life? I mean, just, you know, stay true to what you want to do and, and, and keep pushing. Like I keep telling you, like, keep pushing, stay focused. Don't let nobody tell you what to do or how to go about your career. Just, just keep going. How did you end up meeting him? I mean, because uh, I, I know that you've said that, like, you guys sound alike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of people used to say that. And, um, it's like he caught, like, I was going through a lot of stuff when he was incarcerated. Yeah. I was going through a whole lot of stuff. And, like, he had reached out through jail. There was one of them other calls. I woke up. I'm, I'm talking about, I'm, it's one of them bad days I'm going through. I wake up in the morning. I look over. Boom, I get a call from my dog. I slide the call over. He was like, hey, I got Gates. I want to holler at you. Boom. So he three-way he three way I'm in. We get on the phone. And he just like, hey, don't let them, don't let them tear you down. Every time they tear you down, I'm gonna build you back up. Do this, do that, boom, boom, boom. Don't let nobody throw you out. Don't let them knock you off the square of your element. I like, dang, that motivation. I needed that at that time. He yeah. came right doing the clutch at that time. That's so, so dope. Yeah, yeah. So soon as he um when he got out of jail, boom, we end up linking up, did a whole lot of records. We supposed to drop this mixtape, but it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. But uh, You got a name for it? Probably he he wanted to name it three seconds left. Then he wanted to name it. Federal pressure, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? We had a lot of names for it. Um, who are some artists that, because you're talking about a lot of people who have reached out to you. Who are some artists that you've reached out to? Some artists I reached out to. Either coming up or like maybe I you're reaching out, up. I reached out to, to Future when I first, um, I had DM Future. And he hit me right back. He said, wow. shocked me. It just threw me off. I was just, you know what I'm saying? Did he follow you at the time? No. Were you verified? No, yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, he didn't follow me at the time, but I just, boom, I, I went at it. And he was like, hey, I'm in Miami these days. Shit, it was like two days. It was like the day it happened, he was finna be in L.A. two days after this. So, I mean, in Miami two days after that. And I just got right down. There. How awesome is it to work with somebody and, like, they meet expectations or exceed them, you know? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, it was a real yeah. experience yeah. because when I got there, he was just telling me, like, how he, like, same, like almost similar to the J. Cole situation, telling me, like, Bro, I know money bag, yo. Like you take this amount, this amount of time to drop a project, you do this within a three months of span, this amount of songs, this how you come. You don't take that long to not drop. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I was like, man, you know my whole little layout. <laughs> you on my trail, so yeah. I was just like this love. So we end up locking in and doing a lot of work. What has your experience with Interscope been like? Like, do you feel like you can come in there, give them the blueprint, and and they'll just like. You know, yeah, I got creative control, so it's just like they let me do me. Mm. They let me do what I want to do in the play in that building. How do you decide that a project is done? It's just a feeling. It's a, it's a feeling that it give you like, like with forever hard. I feel like I've been done. I feel like I I really been done with the whole tape. But then it'd be like you be back and forth in your mind. You be like, do you want to come like this or like this? And it get tricky at the end. That's why it's good. That's why they tell you to go on, have it turned in. Yeah. Can't, yeah. You know, no <laughs> Can't do anything around. then. Yeah. yeah. No turnaround at that point. You're already locked in. Well, do you record it thinking that this is going to be, you know, a bunch of summer records? Like, because you're putting it out. I feel like it's, this whole, t- it's perfect time. Yeah. I feel like, I'm talking about from the date, from the, the songs, the old bag mixed with new bag. Like, I got in the kitchen with it, like, for real, like. Yeah, I feel like it's just all perfect time. I mean, Everything. Memorial Day weekend, that's the time to put yeah. it out. So. Yeah, it's perfect. And yeah. school getting out, like, oh, it's just perfect. So it's, it's top-down music? Top-down music. It's, it's a vibe. Yeah. It vibes on there, everything. Who do you play the music for that you really trust once it's done to be like, okay, um, I'm ready? I play it for Gotti. I got uh, 
it's I got an artist, bread game, big homie. He real good, like with structuring songs and doing a lot of that. Um, I let him, him and God just critique the music, like, mm-hmm. boom, you should do this, you do that. Come Change harder that, on this. Put this as yeah. a chorus, make this, take that verse off, boom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Did anybody come in like last minute for a feature? Exactly. Uh, offset. Offset. Offset came like when the tape was already in. Yeah. Because I had did this freestyle, right? It's called Style Ain't Free is on there. It's like number seven. Mm. I did the freestyle. I, I went over the Triller. I went over the Triller video. When I made the video, it just like, I, it went so handy, like a million views. He hit me in the DM. He was like, yo, I got to get on that. You're like, all I right. I got to get on this song. <laughs> like, And we got to shoot the video fast. They wrapped the whole Forever Harless up. That was just the icing on the cake right there. And videos for like a bunch of songs? Yeah, yeah, like five or six at this, at this moment currently. But we still working. So still going. what do you want from this project? What do you, if people haven't like found you to this point, if people don't know your extensive catalog of mixtapes and all that, like they, I feel like I ain't trying to cut you off. Yeah. I just feel like I just feel like they the streets thought they lost me. I'm back with this one. Like yeah, I done blessed the streets again. But I'm trying to let them know because I feel like when I drop reset, they what well, they feel like when I drop reset, I went in a whole nother direction. Really? Because mm. I had did feature with people like J Cole. You got to understand, yeah, yeah, like this yeah. a whole nother. You know what I'm saying? So it's your but that like, song is really hard. I mean, like I like it. I yeah. love it. I love this song. But it so like, good. when you say like that, women are your biggest like, fan base. Yeah, is, yeah. Are they still like? Is that still the focus for this? It's like I always keep me two, three girls. So you gotta have it. You gotta yeah. balance the whole situation out. You gotta have the club bangles, the real talk. You gotta have the female vibes. Everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I've been seeing you wearing like a Rock Nation hat. Yeah, um, we like, oh yeah, that's my new family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's my new family right there. Um, we gotta talk about that. Has uh, have you talked to Jay Z at all? Nah, I want to be patient. I want to yeah. be patient. That time will come. That time yeah. will happen. You oh no, but I mean, like, like, growing up, were you listening to Jay? Like, is he like that that person where it's like you'd be, be like you would like fan out on that person, or is it like you would be? I used all the everything that he had on the radio. Yeah, everything that was a single. I was in tune with. Yeah. I'm going to say that right there. Yeah. 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 All his music videos. All just, the, yeah. yeah. All the big videos. Yeah. BT, MTV Jams, all that. Gotti going over there and establishing a relationship. Um, yeah. Did that give you inroads to sort of make your way over there as well? I, just, I was looking at it when, when Gotti first went over with the whole situation. I was just like, one day. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. One day, there's going to be, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be in a situation. What are the parts of the country like really fuck with you that you were surprised about? The country. Mm, I say Baltimore. When I first went to Baltimore, shocked me. New York shocked me. When I announced my tour and it sold out in two days, shocked <laughs> me. Uh, DC, feel like really, you know what I'm saying? The whole East, West Coast, it's it's love everywhere for me. Yeah, have you uh, been overseas? No, not yet. I got a European tour coming up though. That's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people are. Uh, Afraid of like different languages or different food. Mm-hmm. How are you? Are you adventurous when it comes to food? Uh, now I'm picky. Now <laughs> I, people say I got a bo- like I'm hood and bougie. Like I done got a little bo- little bit bougie, <laughs> but I don't agree with that. I'm just trying to keep like I just want to be healthy. Yeah. yeah. So does that mean that you go to the same spots at home? Yeah, I go to like A and R barbecue. Like when I cheat, when I want to cheat, <laughs> have cheat days. A and R barbecue, East End Grill. You know what I'm saying? Places like that, half shell. 
what are the spots if you go to Memphis that you that you gotta hit? Like beyond the Bass Pro Shop, like fucking you know pyramid. <laughs> Bad Pro Shop, they cool. They got a, it's a vibe in there too. They got, I ain't. It's got I just had you got opened up like really two three weeks ago about how they rooms and stuff looking there. They suites crazy. What? I'm talking about <laughs> with the whole cabin look, the cabin feel. Like I liked it. Like it's that's, a vibe in there. That's wild. But other than that, you got clubs. Uh, you got like if you want to be on some grown and sexy, you got love. The look club love, you know what I'm saying? So hard Every, bottoms and like, yeah, you know, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Suit, no yeah. hats, you yeah. know what I'm yeah. saying? No Stuff hats. like that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, ladies free before midnight. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 21, you know what I'm saying? Females 21, males 25. Right. <laughs> love is the vibe for that. But then you'll go to some place like V-Live if you want that ratchet feel. Mm -hmm. If you want to feel like you're in the hood somewhere and you want to see some, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> some you don't really supposed to be seeing, you go to V-Live, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's like, that's in, all this in East Memphis too, though. Mm -hmm. All this in East Memphis. Have though. you been to Gotti's restaurants? Oh, yeah, pre mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, Sunday, crazy. Yeah. His mom in there whipping it up. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, she cooked. Five. I'm talking about five. Do you yeah. need do you need hard bottoms and no hats to get in there? No. Okay. <laughs> you can just go on there thugging. You can do what you want to do in that joint. Um, how difficult is it for you to get uh, floor seats now at uh, a Grizzlies game? So easy. <laughs> so easy. It's, it's nothing. Do you sit down next to interesting people or is it just like strangers? It be strangers sometimes unless I bring some people with me. Yeah. Yeah. But do you like actually the experience? I understand that like people sit in the front row just to, you know, get like seen but do you enjoy being I that really close like it. I, it's like it's, it's a real experience for me though yeah i really be like damn it's crazy yo that and shit causes it, me such anxiety yeah that someone's gonna like, like trip and yeah in front yeah. Of the tv what? yeah from the tv it's almost like the game it looks so easy from the tv but when you get up there and you on your feet on that hardwood and you just paying attention, <laughs> you like, nah, these folks really oh, putting in strategy. Work. Like, yeah. yeah. I you, saw a New York Times article today about how every team needs its own Drake to be like that Spike Lee energy, like mm. you know, getting I'll be in there people's for faces. We gotta get we gotta put us a set together though. We gotta get you, us. You have the number two pick. So, yeah. 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 Somebody else just told me about that today. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we gotta put this squad together and just really and, and the city gotta come together and just get real supportive. We, I just hate they um they let go of Zebo like yeah had this send him out west yeah yeah do you feel like you'll still enjoy yourself if it's like a shitty game? What you mean? Like if you if you go and you catch it's like, like a blowout yeah or like no Sacramento or even if it's Kings just like or whatever I just yeah. get up and leave yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just be like I'm, it's over. But if if like if the Lakers come to town you're there. Yeah, but I ain't if they blowing them out. I ain't gonna stay the whole. Mm -hmm. I ain't gonna watch that embarrassment. Yeah, like that. <laughs> I ain't gonna sit there the whole time. Like LeBron came. One time, Zebo got me tickets, and they were playing LeBron and them and all that. Uh, and it was, it was actually that was a close game. They mm. didn't just get blue out like that. That's it cool. Was, it was actually a close. Game. They lost it, but it was close though. Huh? So I stayed the whole. How about Penny and the uh, and the Memphis Tigers? It's a good look for Penny. Yeah, was, good look for the city. For the city too. Yeah. Yeah. So you go to those games or not? Nah, it's, I'm finna just get started, get warming up on it. I'm finna do that now, though. So you've been in New York, you've been running around, you've been doing promo. I love New York. Yeah? I love New York. What was your first time up here like? My first time? It was boring. <laughs> my, my first time, I'm gonna keep it real. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I had to keep coming and, and just experience different things and go different places. Yeah. And just move around. When was that? Uh, it's been a minute. It's, I've been here like three, four times, like doing a press run. Yeah. So, so now who looks out for you when you come here? Everybody. Like who? Mano, I rock, you know, Mano. Oh, yeah, Mano's our guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Davies, I rock with all of Do you have any spots you like to go to, or is that going to, like, sort of, like, put your shit out there? Uh, I like Empanada Mamas. Mm -hmm. I like that. 
They got they got some flavor. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Can you do a week out here, or is that like too much no. time? <laughs> <laughs> I can't do no week out here. But I rock with New York though. Have you ever been on the subway? No. Do you want to? I want to try it out. What yeah. are you doing right now? I just, yeah. see, it, I just yeah. see it in the movies and, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. So uh, we're friends with Bun B, and exactly. Bun and his wife Queenie came up here, and they were just like, "This may be weird, but I, we want to ride the subway," and we're like. All right. And so we went down there. With Premium Pete. With Premium Pete. Shout out to Premium Pete. And Queenie had her phone on Instagram live the mm-hmm. whole time, even though there's like no service in the subway, oh. just like taking it in and like filming people just sitting down. And yeah, it was like her roller coaster. Like <laughs> yeah. she was just like, this is the most exciting thing that's ever happened. We should try it one day. Yeah. yeah. You're with time. it? Yeah, I'm with it. When you travel, do yeah. you wear your jewelry to the airport? Sometimes it all depends on what kind of mode it is. Like if I'm in a rush. Yeah. I'm in a rush. If if I didn't got up from the night over, threw it on. It's on a dresser laying around. I ain't got time to just really put it up, throw it on, get through the airport. Yep. But I like when I do that, I'm real noticeable. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm real noticeable at that point. But when I I'm in you know, like this Nike tech seat, uh, hood up on and, my head, yeah. go through. Boom. Yeah. Uh, have you been stopped by TMZ yet in Los Angeles? Yeah. What have they said they to you? To, they tried to get me, but <laughs> he was in the car with one. They tried to get me. Can I you kept, just walk quicker than they can? I, I kept pushing. <laughs> I kept pushing on. Are I they? Won't get over which. Yeah, like hood up and just like sunglasses yeah. on and keep going. Exactly. Yeah. How did you first meet Meg The Stallion? How did I first meet her? Yeah. Um, in Houston, fifteen oh one. I'm mm-hmm. cool with um her CEOs and her big homies. Yeah. yeah. She was on the podcast and she yeah. like we love her. They were She's the greatest. Yeah. yeah. She and her mom came up and no, we had the, yeah. Yeah. the the best one thousand real the talk. The best conversation. She's a real one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she real. You seem like a real low key person. Yeah. You seem like somebody who is not a lot to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> yet you have forty seven managers. <laughs> you have so many managers. Every time I talk about you to somebody, they're like, Oh yeah, I'm his manager. Yeah. So like who are your managers? <laughs> They know my managers know who they is. Yeah, I what? don't know. <laughs> do you know who they are? Yeah, I know Every who day, they is. Do they all have like specific things that they take care of? Like exactly. someone's good at one thing, yeah, someone's it, good at another thing. Everybody, everybody on their business, everybody take care of their business. So, well, how about you? Are you in charge of like anything in your life anymore? Yeah, I'm in charge. They just, you know, they put it together, they set everything up, and then they come back and holler at me, get the approval, and, and we rocking. Do you have more managers or phones? Because you have three phones. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, phones. Okay. <laughs> and and just so we get them straight, you have three phones. They're three different sizes. They're all iPhones. Exactly. But they're all for different functions. Exactly. It's like I got the personal. I got my personal. I got the business phone. Like that. I do all the music and everything off of. And then you know what the other phone is. Yeah. yeah. Well, and <laughs> games. Yeah. Apps. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Bag man. Congratulations on everything. Especially since we saw you at Sweet Chick a year ago. Like the trajectory that you've been on. The product that you put out there like people can say like it's street or it's not street or whatever i just think it's like super high quality music you're doing something super dope and we're extremely excited to hear the new shit album is out now european tour on the way acting and oh yeah yeah yeah, i got a 20 uh short film it's called 24 hours it's gonna drop probably like next week too. That's super dope. Yeah. Oh, and it's like eight to ten minutes. It's like movie format. Like when you see it, I'm like, oh, he can, read. he can do a whole movie. If we get this whole thing together, we can do a whole real movie. If you can get some girls to listen to this podcast, <laughs> we'd really appreciate it because our uh, ratio is crazy. Yeah. No, like, we're gonna do that. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna do that. 
Yo, thanks so much for coming through. For sure, love. Right on. Thanks everyone for listening to this new episode of Waste Time with It's The Real. Jeff, people want to find out more about us. I'm Eric. You're Jeff. I have curly hair. You have glasses. Together, we are It's The Real. No apostrophe. No spaces. If people want to find out more about this podcast, it's called The Waste of Time with It's The Real. If people want to find out more about what's going on with us, Jeff, where can they go you can always go to it's the real.com i-t-s-t-h-e-r-e-a-l.com go to our website go cop a t-shirt go cop a mug go sign up for our newsletter it's all on our website at it's the real.com if you're looking for any of our old episodes or new ones of our podcast you can search for it's the real on any streaming service i'm talking about spotify i'm talking about apple music i'm talking about google play and even Castbox. Castbox. Castbox, I don't know what it is, but I know it's there, and I know that people listen on it. Shouts to everybody who's listening on Castbox. Also, if you want to find us on social media, we are at It's The Real on Twitter, at It's The Real on Facebook, at It's The Real on Instagram. And now, to the shouts. Jeff, who do you want to shout out today, right now? I want to shout out my good friend, Varun Shetty, who posed a question on Twitter where he said, you get 10 shots to make one NBA three-pointer. If you make one, you get a billion dollars. If you don't make any, you go to maximum security prison for a year. Do you do it? No. So he posed the question. Sports Illustrated reposted it. Yeah. And LeBron James said, sign me up ASAP. But I tell you what, if I get to seven without a make, I may start shitting my shorts. That's what LeBron said. That's what LeBron said. So now Varun and LeBron are best friends. So oh, shout out to both Varun and LeBron. Wonderful. Yeah. Jeff, I want to give a shout out to all of our friends at Forte Prep, the tuition-free middle school over there in Queens that we stopped by for the second year in a row to do career day at. Yeah, it wasn't just us. It was also Rembrandt Brown. It was our friend Phil Chang who's been on the podcast. It was there were any award winners and branding experts and uh, doctors and lawyers. It was a full range of people who really opened these kids' eyes to all possibilities out there. But what's really remarkable about this school, which our friend Graham Brown, who's not even as old as us, Mm -hmm. has done, he's opened this school in a severely underfunded and under-resourced community. And so we need to support places like this that, that are able to turn these kids' lives around, to put these kids on equal footing or even exceed uh, footing out there. And so I know they are moving properties this summer, and uh, next year they're going to be in a bigger, better building of their own. And they have a $25,000 initiative to raise $25,000 in the next month. And so if anybody out there is listening and wants to be a part of it, wants to at all contribute, or if you just want to learn more about this special, special place, go to forteprep.org. That's F-O-R-T-E-P-R-E-P.org right now. Shout out to Graham Brown. Shout out to all the kids at Forte Prep. And shout out to you guys for listening. As always, guys, not for real, for real. We'll see you guys next week. Brrrah.